Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. You are listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we dismantle short stories, smelt bookish ideas, and hammer out topics brought forth by the Book Reviews Kill community, the best community. And on today's episode, Chad and I are going to geek out a little bit on our dream adaptations. The rules here are simple. Each of us can pick one series we'd like to see adapted to a show and one series we'd like to see adapted to a video game. We can only pick one per medium. So remember that it's very difficult. It took us. Yeah, it took me a second at least. I don't know if it took you that long. Okay. well, I had my answers figured out in like 30 seconds and then (laughs) it got hard. Okay, because cool. then I started remembering like all of these things that I would yeah. love turned into different mediums. And I was like, but, 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 and so I stuttered a long time. You start us first with uh, let's go show first. Okay. Uh, so I have, and this might be a little bit predictable for some of the people that are listening, but the Greenbone saga by Fonda Lee. Hell yeah. I, I know it's been optioned and I know it was sort of in development. Been I know everything, but okay. The fact that it's not a thing yet, is really frustrating to me because in my mind those books read like a tv show they're as vivid as anything i've seen on film i want to see jan loon i want to see people's jade abilities i want to see the street fights dude a jade street fight in this today's technology would be so cool looking so radical there's so many moments like small intimate moments between the family members that I feel like would translate really well to film to specifically TV. Yeah, exactly. Television specific. It needs to yes. be drawn out, but yeah, movie couldn't like, do it. Uh, I want to see Andin. I just, there's so yeah. many characters in that show that all interact Hello. with each other differently. You know how, when you're watching something like, like game of Thrones or like breaking bad or whatever, uh, like a very good show. And then you have characters that you like, you really love one character, but they haven't quite interacted with another character you really like. There's totally. moments like that in the Greenbone saga, and I just want to see those translated yes. over. I just feel like every aspect of that trilogy. Man, it could, would be cool. It would be so. Yeah. It would be like an awesome. It would be like Fantasy Sopranos. Or uh, Peaky Blinders. The Sopranos? I've, heard. I've watched the first season of The Sopranos. Oh, I went through a phase. Yeah, I love The Sopranos. Awesome. I never got into the Peaky Blinders. Did you? No, I think I watched like one or two episodes and I it was like one of those shows where I was like, this is cool, but this is going to take up a lot of my time. Yeah, the whole razor blade cap things I thought was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like just have a knife. There's a lot of clips of it that I've seen <laughs> that I think are really cool and, and really funny. Um, it's very stylized. Know. Yeah, I think at some point I'll end up watching it, but I've heard Greenbone compared to Peaky Blinders. But it's funny that you mentioned The Sopranos because like I kind of thought that too because of the family aspect of it. Yeah. You know, because... Like in The Sopranos, yeah, there's all this mob stuff going on, but it's really about this family, and it's really oh, about totally. this, this man's connection. Like, this man kind of and grappling with, like, not really wanting to be the gangster that he's, like, pretending to be, like, this kind of, like, badass guy, but he's, like, really a sensitive person. He's a family you know? man. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel like that kind of sentiment... And a murderer. Is, yeah, I mean, like, he's he's dealing with a lot of stuff. But, um, right. but like, with, with, <laughs> with the Greenbone saga, though, you know, with Greenbone, it's like, I feel like if they really leaned in to the Call family, it would, oh my God, it'd be such an awesome show. Like, there's just, they're unforgettable characters. You nailed it at the heart of it. it they're family men just yeah. trying to, like, run their little empire. And yes, their tactics maybe aren't so great all the time. <laughs> and they might be a little power hungry and might be... Like, They're just really trying to hold on to the old power. fashioned ideals. No, everything <laughs> is so justified. Every single decision. But man, no, just for no, the fight it's... scenes alone, great choice. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. What about yours? Your show. So as predictable as you are, I am equally predictable in that I I love me a good sailing journey and I want live ship traders. I want some talking, <laughs> I want yeah. some talking ships sailing the ocean blue trading. I want, and what I really, what really p- led to, cause we debated before this episode, whether or not we were going to pick series or movie. And I'm glad we went with series because, and I probably would have chosen something different if it was movie, because the way Robin Hobb writes her characters, they're so, I don't think that a movie would properly explain their depth like you've got to learn to love them and then hate them and then love them again and then kind of love to hate them and like there's an arc to her characters that i don't think a two-hour situation could cover i think you could cover a like a trip through the the rain wilds you know what i mean like right you know what i mean like one trip with a a limited character on like one ship kind of thing Mm -hmm. maybe but that's like why spend all that money if you could just make the show what it could be you know yeah it's weird that as cinema and like the ability and i guess the money put into those things has grown so much that it's like the stories that i really love i want to see is turned into shows now not movies yeah i mean why would movies are movies are great i love movies i just think that when you're adapting something flesh it out let's give it give it what it deserves like when you nailed it when you said you know about robin hobbs characters it's like with even if you just look at like Fitz chivalry right. you know there are so many oh, moments Fitz. reading him where i'm just like oh that was easily the stupidest thing you could have done in that moment <laughs> oh my god you know even his wolf is frustrated with him and there are characters in live ship too where i feel like you, you really need to sit with them for a little bit and it just wouldn't really work i agree with you but i think live ship would be actually a better series maybe even than Farseer. I think Farseer would be very good, but I think Live Ship offers more of like more landscape, more of those big like skybox shots. And like it yeah. would just it would just look a lot. I don't know. The end of There's Farseer, more places though. to go, I feel like there you it's just more love it's, ships. You I just, just love ships, ships, man. I just love ships. <laughs> I could die on this hill. It could be like way better actually adapted to a movie or whatever. And I'd be like, ships, dude. I'm just a, <laughs> I want a whole show of almost, there's something about a sailboat that has captured my wanderlust and freedom i think it's the freedom of movement without requiring a fuel source right you can just like all you need is the sail and the ropes and the know-how and you're there baby you can just set out though i have been in the middle of a giant body of water without any wind and uh yeah you're stuck (laughs) what's that called isn't it is there like a name for that like when you're in the doldrums it could be called like yeah totally um yeah where you're just like just have no wind of course i sail in a bunch of lakes in the cascade lake mountain range and the wind is swirly and ridiculous halfway through attack which is turning through the wind the wind will change on you so you luff out and just die and like it's a kind of a terrible spot to sail but oh my gosh chad and i were camping one time with some of our friends and one of our friends had a boat it was this little rickety motorboat and we oh all God. had maybe a few too many drinks during the middle of the day. And we were like, we're going on the boat. And we were all so excited about it. And so we get ridiculous. we get like literally like smack dab in the middle of this lake. And the boat oh, and not only that, on us. But smack <laughs> dab was... in the middle of the lake as farthest as possible as you could be in this lake away from our camp spot. Yeah, like was... we would have had to paddle using our hands to the shore and then walk miles through with thick forest. It was getting one... dark. 
paddle, I think. We had one wooden tiny paddle, yeah. <laughs> that we ended up having one person hold while John was in the water swimming, trying to keep we there was a storm coming and it was blowing us into the shore on these rocks. Well, I guess we weren't and really in the middle of the lake, were we? Yeah, we, we were, were in like, like a little cove. Oh, I remember. And it was rocky okay, yeah. on the side. And there was yeah. like seven or eight full grown dudes. <laughs> in this tiny boat and of course i i even thought before we hit the rocks man we really shouldn't be going this close to shore with all the rocks and this much weight in the boat and like right as i'm having this thought it was like <laughs> gung, 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 and we hit rocks and then though to scott's That's credit who was, was yeah, the so um pilot was he was the skipper he managed to start that engine with like crazy engine techniques he like he used his shirt to like wrap around the thing and like spin it and i don't know anything about engines so i would not know how to do that and he, yeah see he if we had had a sailboat all we'd have to do is hang out there for a little bit right right yeah. and it was very windy it was really windy. It was very windy. That. Yeah. I remember having that conversation multiple times where we were like, if we were just in my sailboat, this would be no problem <laughs> right now. I just feel like sailing on, on the ocean, you know, like that's, oh, that's the dream. Have you not taken it out on the ocean? No, dude. The ocean is a different creature. There's currents, <laughs> like, yeah. especially the Oregon coast. So I think yeah, I'm going to take my boat. And like, pretty temperamental. My boat yeah. is like a 19 foot catamaran. Like it is very small. Like you're not like going below deck and having caviar, you know, it's like you're soaked. It's a very little, small, tiny craft, and like a, a wave would totally. Though I think I am skilled enough that I could pilot it, and I want to take it out to the Puget Sound because then I feel kind of locked in by islands. I feel safe, you know. I'm not going to be taken out by some, you know, riptide and end up like halfway to Hawaii dying. But your boat doesn't, uh, isn't magic. It's not made of magic wood. It is not. Like, no, no. So that is it's fiberglass. And if you're if you're listening right now and you've never read Live Ship Traders, that is a very big part. I don't want to spoil yes. too much, but that is a very big part of that trilogy is the wood that the boats are made out of it is yes. magical. And it is uh, magic. I do nice not have touch. magic wood, though the ladies <laughs> like to think oh so. Oh my god. I knew you were <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you're not even gonna edit that, are you? I don't think I will, no. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I will if you Very ask good. me to. <laughs> probably fine okay let's move on to the next one <laughs> yeah. um all right give me give game. me your give me your okay. video game adaptation and then i'll give you mine okay you? mine is like basically already a video game with he who fights with monsters it's perfectly adapted it's a it's yeah. a lit rpg all the stats are already in it he's like literally leveling up his skills i would know exactly what the characters can do and it's like it would be an awesome open world monster hunter situation you just like go to the board get monsters and go out and kill them so I have a question about this. Yeah. Would that game start? My immediate thought was like, is he still an office supply store manager? Like, would it would it like jump back? And because there's a game called uh, Moonlighter. I don't know if you ever played it before, but it's no, like half, it. half of it. You're going in your dungeon crawling and stuff. And the other half, you're running a store. Right. So like, do you oh, think? Yeah, no, I don't want to be thing... doing like inventory management. <laughs> so you don't think that, that you don't think that would work for because that is and uh, he, he who fights with monsters. He's like a. I always pictured like a um, kind of like Shaun of the Dead kind of situation. Yeah, he's like an office, but I mean, he's never gone back in the books that I've read so far. Oh, okay, he's only okay, there. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So he's 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 a monster fighter only. Because yeah, when you when you mentioned that for some reason, Moonlighter like went right into my head, and I was like, it'd be really cool if he was like an office manager by day and then like adventuring by night. But that's not what. Uh, what is the part of the? Like game about what do you do when you're in the office you're like running a store and like managing i haven't really played a ton of it but like you you manage the inventory that you've got from adventuring okay and it's like then a farming I think, game kind of 
yeah kind of, it's like um it's like a mix of like um like stardew valley well even stardew valley, oh, has stardew some valley. yeah okay that's calming i love stardew valley <laughs> no this would be like straight monster hunter yeah okay <laughs> Did you ever play monster hunter yeah i've played monster it's a great hunter. game i don't really okay it does I its like, food really good i really like monster hunter as a concept but i feel bad playing it because oh, you're, monster hunter. it's very good but you're just you're like you're like killing these poor monsters and then as like further insult you're like turning their body parts into oh, into supplies rhinos. to go kill other monsters it's oh, so messed and not up. even not even other monsters like the the gear that you can make from that monster is best suited to kill that monster right <laughs> so you're like to kill it's like kin and it's not even like it's straight up like you're out there slaying bison for like only the tongues you know <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's God. terrible you're a poacher for sure well, and then like i was just living like, their life it's funny because um <laughs> like pokemon is basically cockfighting yeah like, it's I mean, very slavey like yeah it's got like i don't i still like pokemon i think it's adorable and it's very cute oh, sure uh but like something as i've gotten older and like really put a lot of thought into it i'm like this is kind of messed up actually yeah like is like, charizard like, like terrorizing the countryside or is he just living his life i think he's just kind of living his life i don't and know I you think just go out there and you're like da -na -na, I think stay it, into it, this tiny ball forever phenomenal cosmic power, power. <laughs> dude, dude i'm so stoked we thought of the same thing <laughs> living space. That's, that's for fantastic. all you 90s kids out there gotta stay one jump all right what's your video game all right so my video game uh so my my brain immediately went to red rising and then because like Ooh, red, so that's not what it is it's not what it is no. i thought of a cooler one at least be harder. Evan likes uh, to die a lot in his video games. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but Red Rising, I thought would be great. I know this is kind of cheating because I'm mentioning two, but the Red Rising isn't my choice. But it is a very brutal series, and I think it would be a brutal game. It'd be uh, awesome. I think it would work because of the revolution aspect of it, oh, kind of like yeah. uh, like Red Faction, which oddly enough also takes place on Mars, which is we're not going to talk about. You have some space you know, stuff, some already, stuff. Already kind of made red rising in a into a video game but, but yeah i think it would be good but yeah i think if i'm really thinking what would, what would i really want to Ooh, play? nice little like, pre-plug we're reading red rising next in the oh, series we are reading red rising yeah, we yeah. are starting next week that everybody I'm yeah, so go stoked. get your copies of red rising the books of babel i think would make for really? a fantastic video game yeah because tell me think about how think, that would manifest okay so think about it think about like the progression these are my system. favorite books by the way everyone i yeah. love these books okay so books of babel for our listeners that haven't read it before it all takes place in one setting but the setting is very big and very varied and there's a progression to the entire series so he's trying to get to the top of the tower so it kind of makes kind sense of. to be a to, for it to be a video game you've got like this goal right where it is naturally you, divided into it, stages it's naturally divided into stages and it kind of it's like it's like classic mario you know what i mean like you know where you're trying oh. to get you're trying to get to the eighth world you know what i mean like you're trying to right. get through all these little things and i think that like books of babel as a sort of kind of like isometric like uh hades you know i don't, I don't know if you ever played hades but it's a very mm. cool game but something like that where each locale is very different and again for people that haven't listened before the whole plot of it is that you are a person who has just been married and your spouse goes missing right at, right at the beginning you and then the rest of it is you trying to find your spouse everything's getting in your way <laughs> it's like the, every time you make Everything. any kind of progress it's just it's Even not yourself. progress at all yeah it's not progress at all 
Yeah, I mean, in the case of the books, uh, Senlin definitely does get in his own way uh, quite a few times. I don't want to give any things away, but how would the part where you become a steampunk <laughs> air captain it would work. manifest? It, it, there'd be a whole... Because uh, I think that the steampunk... I'm calling it steampunk, even though I don't think it... I don't think no, it's it not quite, really. It, it leans closer to steampunk than anything else. I yeah, would say. yeah, but yeah. It's not that's quite well steampunk. said. But I think that the the kind of like desert setting around it would help a lot for oh side like quest the, the, oh my god the side quest going to like, Ur. i can't even imagine how lost you would like because i just recently played this game called stray and it's that's the cat game you know it's like the oh one yeah where you, like, you told you, me about that would you play cool. a cat it's an awesome game but i really one of the reasons i liked it so much is because you get found the, uh I, I don't know i don't i don't no not really like oh darn you stay astray it's, huh it's a whole you got to play it. Okay, I don't okay, want to give anything okay. away. But one of the things that I loved about that game so much is what the game developers did with how dense everything was. Like it felt like very lived in, even though I mean it's it's all robots living. It's there. a beautiful game. It's very very cool. I know Stray is like if you took it's like lo-fi post-apocalyptic. Absolutely, perfectly <laughs> it's, said. It's so cool. But um, I really like the density. I liked how packed in everything was and how dirty and grimy everything was. And I think that. That's kind of how I pictured a lot of the levels uh, or the, the, ringdoms? Ring, the ringdoms in Books of Babel. You know, totally. and I think that a, a cool video game would would have those ringdoms, and they would all be very different, just like they are in the books. And right. there would be a very a good sense of progression. And you know, you'd obviously you'd have to have an inventory system and and all this right, right. type of stuff. Probably but... even like a building, like a crafting system as well would be pretty cool because you're a pretty smart dude like you don't have any innate like magical powers right that's so you true. have to like yeah senlin wouldn't be like a pretty gadgety way too much yeah that's a person. good point though you could switch characters occasionally you could be other members well. i know me too but it would like be cool to be i mean either i mean yeah, i get attached i'm kind of um, i'm kind of sick of crafting like, yeah oh. i bet i bet <laughs> after tears of the kingdom one of the beautiful things about uh, books of babel is it's in and its brilliance in my mind is like in most books you have to travel this long way to get to another like flora fauna situation whereas like in books of babel you just go up a flight of steps and you're a whole new world you know um yeah. what's the inside world inside the walls called i forget I can't remember. We read those books a year ago. I know. And they're my favorite. Already. I should know. But that would be a great like end sequence to be like exploring those, you know? Yeah. This would, would be a cool really. game, man. Yeah, I think it really would be. I think it would translate. We think and... puzzling, maybe? Like uh, puzzles mainly? Or like exploration? I think, it, I think exploration would be cool because it would it'd have to be really packed out, right? It would have yeah. to be because it's very dense. Like the whole Tower of Babel, there's a ton of people everywhere. Right. You know, a I'm lot thinking, of storylines. Yeah, maybe some parkour type stuff like an Assassin's oh, Creed cool. have to be because you because yeah, be you made a good point because like in those books, like there's not a whole lot of fighting. Like there is fighting no, for sure, but like it's not intrigue. It'd have to be very story and very environment focused. Yeah, totally, you know? totally. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for us today, everybody. It was a nice, that was a fun short and sweet episode. I know. I really, I could talk about video games and fantasy books literally <laughs> for like four hours straight. Evan and I were going to do movies, to be perfectly honest, but it's like yeah. two in the morning right now, and this yeah. episode comes out in two hours, and we need to edit it. So, uh, you know, we should probably <laughs> call it, my friend. Yeah, because we, yeah, we really so, could go on and on. And I'm gonna tease everyone by saying oh why we started this episode so late was I just finished my second read through of Evan's book that is coming out at some point in the near future and man it is turning out to be awesome dude he wrote a really good book Evan you're it's oh, it's awesome geez. dude you did a really good job and <laughs> it's cleaning up well yeah there's still 
some oof. I'm I'm I am putting he the, says woof, uh, the... but like we're talking tiny blocking things. Like it's confusing in this fight where this person's not over here. It's like tiny little things. Yeah, but then like I don't know. I'm just thinking of everything that I'm juggling, and it seems like not very much until we start talking about it. It's like, oh my god, I forgot about all of this stuff that I incorporated. Yeah, in he's got fun. a whole box of donuts, and one of them's missing the glaze, guys. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yeah, and I mean, you should um, be too. I'm. I, I. I've been teasing this first chapter uh, for all our Patreon subscribers. I'm gonna try my very, very best. I want to give it another look through. I might add some stuff. I might take some stuff out. Oh my god! Don't say that. I'm freaking out. Uh, I have to keep Evan like, super confused so he doesn't oh get too pompous. God. But like, seriously. <laughs> um, but I will try to have that out for all of our Patreon subscribers within the week. And I'm shaking in my boots. Ooh, within this the week. Is... That's a promise. I know, man. It's it's just been between like you and me and like a couple other like really close friends who. So are, I have like... twelve pages of notes. We went through three ah! of them earlier today, and we got, took us like four hours. But I know. still, you know, we got some. Uh, we, we covered some. Good stuff, yeah. A lot of the solutions that we thought of will cover most of the problems in the later note pages too. So we did a lot of the work. Oh boy, oh man, this is really nerve wracking. I know. I like I like posted a video and I was like, "Hey, I'm coming out of the book," and and it's like, I I need to stress right here uh, uh, in a recording <laughs> on the record. I don't know if I'm self publishing. I don't know if I'm going to try. Well, I mean, I I don't know whether or not I'm going to eventually stick with self-publishing or whether or not I'm going to really try uh, for totally. traditional publishing. I don't know what the... Because with self-publishing... I close any doors like, at this point. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I need to figure it out. I need to be a, a lot more confident in this manuscript. So so for everybody listening, like I, I know I, I really want to just like dump it on everybody and like really showcase it and be like, ha-ha, I did it. But I really... Gonna this do it is right. like... I, yeah, this is something that like I really want to feel as much confidence as I can before putting it out. And right now, I'm I'm hovering at like seventy percent confidence. Right, you now. should you be know? hovering at ninety five, but I'll oh give you God. your seventy. And if you're a publisher listening to this, um, you might know <laughs> a guy who's got a real good manuscript. And for someone who reviews books literally for a living, I'm telling you, uh, and he comes prepackaged with a huge audience. I'm just saying, he's a pretty succulent, tasty treat. He looks pretty good too. So, good and we'll leave it treat. there. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. I, I love talking about this stuff. I could go on forever about it. Chad, thank you for being such an amazing I don't even care I, that it's two in the morning. I know, yeah, but I want to go read. I'm almost done with Leviathan Falls. I have like 50 pages left. Oh, I have a little and more than so that. Speaking of that, actually, well, why don't we drag this out? It's a little bit longer. Let's do it. Let's do so it. for everybody listening, Chad and I are almost finished with not only The Expanse, we're almost finished with Scythe as well. So we'll have two episodes coming in hot soon like this week for the last books in scythe and the expanse and then in and then kill. we are switching over to faithful in the fallen by john gwynn and red rising by oh. pierce brown Whew. man we went yeah. straight to the top shelf very good we're we're about to read some really good books we really are <laughs> so not that excited. we haven't been but i'm really stoked for the change we've been just sci-fi in it and scything for a minute not as long with the scythe but sci-fi in it really hard and i'm i am really excited to go back to some traditional traditional fantasy i mean we're not done with sci-fi yet we got no we, we are not rising but then i oh, think i might right. take up sci-fi it's a different break. kind of it's, it feels very fantasy yeah. it's very fantasy yeah i don't know it feels like almost more like um um like hunger games fantasy sci what is Dystopian. hunger games well, Hunger Games is dystopian. I wouldn't call Red Rising dystopian. Um, okay, no, nor would I. But anyway, uh, we're, we're done. That's it. We, we have finished the episode. 
And if you're still now, listening, we love you so dearly. We really do. Uh, Tad and I talk about you in particular, you listening all the time. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go. Probably uh, more than everybody. You no, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Lots and lots of love. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody. Bye.